Hello and welcome everybody. You're listening to Off the Top of My Head podcast, a variety podcast where we talk about anything and everything. You'll hear my own personal views and where special guests talk about their career and give advice along the way. So folks, if you're listening on the Anchor app, please give an applause and subscribe if you like this content. Feel free to leave me a voice message with a question or suggestion. I'll be sure to respond. So thanks for listening to Off the Top of My Head. And let's get started with today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Off the Top of My Head. My name is Bill. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate everybody subscribing. Also appreciate the feedback that I'm getting uh, through some private messages. Some folks that I know were messaging me directly, so thank you very much. If you have any recommendations for any upcoming episodes, I would be happy to consider them. I have a very large network of folks that I can access, and uh, hopefully we'll get some folks on. So this podcast is sponsored by absolutely nobody. (laughs) So without further ado, we're going to get right to it. Uh, So my guest today, I want to uh, explain why I asked her to come on. So I've known Christine now for a number of years, and um, I I would probably say, I guess, maybe over the years, we lost touch a little bit because I went in one direction, you went in another another direction. And uh, we recently reconnected, and it was at a chamber networking event, I believe, right? And... um, you know, I always, our relationship, I always found you to be very genuine. And I think when I first saw you again for, for, um, you know, recently, it was, it was really great to reconnect with you. And, um, it was, we immediately, you know, wanted to set up coffee and say, you know, Hey, kind of, you know, what have you been doing? What are you up to now? What are you up to sort of thing? So it's really good to reconnect with you again. And, um, I'm happy to have you on as a guest today and, uh, I'll let you describe, Um, what you do, but I wanted to introduce you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Christine Morris. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, So I think when we first connected, I was actually, I I was working with in my business as um, probably a business manager for um, higher end coaches and trainers. And I was traveling a lot. Um, I started my business as a virtual assistant and it sort of evolved from there. And then the last few years, I've been really focusing on helping female entrepreneurs um, define their vision and show them the steps they need to take to get there, as well as how to manage their business, sort of taking what I was doing when I was uh, managing, doing the business management for other clients and showing local entrepreneurs how to do it for themselves. Yeah. And and I think when you and I were talking, you are involved with so much. And I think that's really, really cool. So um, you're definitely involved with the women's efforts. You were, I know you're a member or run it or a member of the, the is it the Polkadot? Polkadot Powerhouse. So I'm right. actually the managing director of Polkadot Powerhouse. We have a chapter here in um, Pottsgrove, but it's an international organization. So um, that has sort of some of the transition that I've had over the years. When I was uh, traveling and working a lot with my clients, I actually had a family tragedy that required me to sort of press pause on everything and take some time off to deal with that and to be with my family. And then I decided to relaunch locally. And that's where the transition came from, uh, what I was doing, and then taking everything that I learned from that and applying it to local entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, and that's great. So, so tell me, so how do how do people find you now? Like, what? How do you network? And a lot of what I'm doing that. now is that local network. So I, and that was a transition for me because being an online entrepreneur for so long, I had this mindset that I was uh, an online business, which I was. But when I relaunched locally, the whole networking thing was new to me. I didn't mm-hmm. have to do that before. Um, and so I really made a point to. 
find a group that was um, sort of what I authentic networking, like what I was really looking for in a networking group was more of um, getting to know people, getting to um, really get to know about them and their business and getting that support and encouragement along the way, as opposed to some of those groups that you go to and it's like, here's five business cards and you come home and you never hear from those people again. Um, and that's where Polkadot Powerhouse came in because I actually found a chapter in King of Prussia and immediately fell in love because they're more about the relationships first. Um, mm -hmm. They're not referral based. They're not industry specific. It's just really getting to know those members and connecting with them. Um, and another group that I uh, recently joined, uh, I was a member years ago when they first started and I joined again is Power Match. And that's sort of the same thing. You're not going in there with that mindset of like, what can I sell? You're actually going in with the mindset of building those relationships, getting to know each other, and then how can we support each other? So very much like you and I have talked about. Sure. You know, it's not so much, will we ever do business together? It's more of, you know, let me share about myself. Let me hear more about you. And who can we refer each other to? Or you never know when you bump into somebody and they say, hey, you know, I need some someone for this. And you say, hey, I got just the person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and it is, I think critical to build those relationships because you're right there are those networking events out there you're just passing out business cards or somebody wants to sell you a widget but you know to me and i know for you too there's nothing more genuine than just yeah. connecting with another human being right just with the with the intention that you want to do good and you want to be able to help them out by making a referral you know to them yeah uh with the hopes that maybe they make a referral to you too so that's how you, again that's how you Absolutely. build the business that's how you build your network well, and you always hear it in marketing that people do business with those they know, like, and trust, you know, right. and, and you want to refer your friends to somebody that you can trust and that you know is genuine in what they're doing. Um, so it really works both ways. Sure, sure. So now you have, um, I went on your website. Mm -hmm. um, you have a very nice website, by the way. Thank yeah, you. it look, looks fantastic. And, uh, but you do, you do something and you're going to describe this <laughs> way better than I am. Uh, but something with some business productivity or planning. Yeah. Tell so, me about that a little bit. So my website is christinemorris.com, but, um, you can also reach me at fabulouslybalancedlife.com. And that came out of just our experience of going through a family tragedy and realizing that so many entrepreneurs are just burning the candle at both ends. Do you, can I stop you there? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? That's fine. For, okay. Yep. All right. Um, so, so back in uh, 2014, we were the victims of an arson fire. And at the time, I was actually traveling quite a bit with my clients. And although I was absolutely loving what I was doing and I was loving the work that I was doing, it's that reality check. You know, like mm -hmm. anything else, you sort of take a step back and realize I'm traveling all the time. I'm doing all this stuff that, quite honestly, I never set out to do. Mm -hmm. It just evolved that way. When I first started my business, I actually started my business to help entrepreneurs um, find more time. Mm -hmm. My very first business name was Buy More Time. That was literally, okay. um, it was more of a, a virtual assistant, personal assistant type thing. And I just wanted to help people um, get, get things done um, and spend more time with their family and doing the things that they really love. So uh, before I knew it, I sort of fell into the same trap. Mm -hmm. And with that sort of reality check, I obviously had to take some time off to, you know, go through the legal process and, and be with my family. But when I decided to relaunch, it was all about balancing. And for me, you know, sometimes people cut me off and say, well, there's no such thing as, you know, work-life balance. Um, but for me, that means really just figuring out what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything's a... a you know, in movement. So sometimes sure. I'm spending more time with my family and sometimes I'm spending more time with the business. And it's just making those adjustments where you need to. 
um, so that you can really, you know, enjoy the time with family, enjoy the time doing what you love, um, and build the life that you yeah. that you love. No, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, allotting time for that work-life balance is really important. I just recently uh, recorded a podcast that is going to be really shortly on time management and yeah. just some of the small things that we can do. And one of the things that I recommended was schedule time for yourself, schedule time for your family. Absolutely. We all feel so rushed and, you know, I'm not going to give away the whole podcast, yeah. but it, you have to make that time. And sometimes you need to schedule it. Well, and a lot of what I do to get back to your original question was um, a lot of what I do with my clients is figuring out what their vision is for their life. Like if nothing else was in the way, what would your day look like? You know, what is your vision, your long-term vision for your family and for your business? And then figuring out how we can work towards that. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's just putting things in place to streamline your day so that maybe you want to be done with work at three o'clock every day because the kids are home or whatever your your goal is. Um, and, and really, it's scheduling time for those priorities. It's not just scheduling time for work. It's scheduling time for your family. Um, I have a, a Facebook community of women that, um, you know, we're always giving tips and things like that. And one of the things that I said the other day was, believe it or not, as silly as it sounds, I have a reminder that goes off once a month to schedule a day for myself. Mm -hmm. And you think that you don't need that, but you get so caught up in the day-to-day -day and there's so much going on that I have a reminder for that. I have like a, a reminder to schedule a date night. You know, do I go sure. schedule it every time that goes off? No, I usually say, oh, we have something scheduled next week. Well, uh, and I check it off. <laughs> yeah, well, as an entrepreneur, you're constantly working, right? You're yeah. constantly trying to build the brand. You're constantly trying to connect. Yeah. I, I definitely get it. I want to go back to the productivity or the scheduling thing a little bit. So do you find yeah. folks are better when they're writing their schedule down or just get some mental organization? What do you think? I think everyone's different. I think it goes yeah. back to like learning styles. And so some people are digital. Some people just keep it in their head, which I do not recommend because, you know, you have... Um, sort of all that stuff taking up the space in your mind sure. and I'm big on like doing a brain dump and getting everything out on paper so that you have more more space to think of think things through mm -hmm. um, so I really think it just depends on your learning style I do a lot digitally obviously because I was working online for so many years um, and even though I have my you know Calendly links and I have my my Google Calendar that I use and I have my phone and everything's in my phone as far as my schedule I still like to have stuff on paper and so like even as we're sitting here I have this big wall calendar here on my desk yeah just so that I have that visual yeah so um, so, so just, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer yeah no you're right I think everybody might be a little bit different but it's it's interesting that you mentioned there's there's so much headspace right yeah. so I know um, you know I happen to have an iPhone and the iOS 12 just came out with a, a usage um, you know graph chart that mm -hmm. you can see how long you've been using your phone and what apps you're using it yeah. with. Well, I happened to look at it uh, the other day. I think I've already had it for a few days now or whatever. I picked up my phone 167 times. It's crazy, isn't it? So I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing every time I pick up the phone? And most of the time it might just be to check the time, but still I'm touching that phone 167 times. I'm like, what is going on, on here? Well, and productivity-wise, there's a lot of great apps out there that sort of monitor that time. So mm -hmm. I have a, one on my phone that's actually sort of driving me crazy now that, I, <laughs> that I've installed it, but in a good way. Um, and there's also one on my desktop that'll say, how productive were you? Like, how much time did you spend on social media? And how much time mm. did you spend in your email? How much time were you actually working? Right. Now, what they define as work can probably be uh, debated, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's, all, it's all depending on 
you know, how your brain thinks and, and what your learning styles are. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I say regarding everything is the best system is the system you're going to use. Uh, that is very true. So there's no perfect planner. There's no perfect calendar. There's mm-hmm. no perfect anything. It's really what's going to work for you. Right, right. And it's interesting because you've, you've been kind enough to invite me to your home office here mm-hmm. and I'm looking around and everything is organized. <laughs> You're very organized. The calendar is as she described on the desk. It's very neatly printed. There's some nice family photos underneath the glass there, which is cool. I'm looking at the desk. Everything's in it. It's got its own place. So, yes, yeah, yeah. so you're definitely uh, demonstrating what you're, uh, you know, what you're, what you're after here. Yeah, so. but th- I mean, that speaks to like I've always worked from my home office the last ten years, um, and so it's really finding a place that works for you and mm-hmm. setting it up in a way that works very much like your calendar. Right. Or so, else. You, so you feel like this is a real creative space for you. You can. You can organize yourself. You can have great yep. conversations. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and I what think that's we, really important. What if we so. put you in a different room in the home? I do. Now, that's interesting because I do every once in a while if I'm feeling a little distracted by whatever's going on in here. Um, specifically, if I'm tempted to get on the computer mm-hmm. and I don't need to be, um, I might actually go out to the dining room and okay. just spread my stuff out and work in there. I also go to Starbucks. That's my creative place for mm-hmm. writing. I've seen you there a number of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if I have like a project that I'm doing or a lot of writing I need to do, it's you know getting me there because I'll be on my, my laptop, which is much smaller. Mm-hmm. So I have a, an iMac here and I have a lot of real estate, so I tend to have a lot of things open. If I'm working on my laptop, I tend to be focused on exactly what it is. Um, and that just takes you know learning little quirks about yourself yeah, and, and yeah. using it to your advantage. Right. So you know a little bit about me. I do business <laughs> development for a financial institution. And um, while I love being in the office, they're great people. Being in the office and behind a desk, behind a computer, it, it drags me down mentally a little mm-hmm. bit. So that's why I constantly need to be out and about. And you mentioned Starbucks. And this isn't a commercial for Starbucks, but I'm going to mention Starbucks. <laughs> since but, you mentioned it. Yeah, since I mentioned it, you know, a, a, um, an iced dirty chai is my favorite with a vanilla, <laughs> vanilla shot. But... Um, it's, it's a space that there's a lot going on there. Like there's music, there's people mm-hmm. talking, there's constant movement, there's different, you know, I might be geeking out a little bit, there's different textures. Mm-hmm. There's And that's a space where I think like you, if you want to get away and have some creativity, that's a space where I feel like I can, my mental engine really starts running yeah. when I'm in that space. So that's when I start picking up the phone and reaching out to people or I'm yep. sending an email or I'm going through LinkedIn and I'm connecting with you know a bunch of different people when it's maybe set up a meeting or something. So that's a space where I can be creative with it. That really, it stimulates me. I agree. I agree. So if I'm doing like a writing project, if I'm writing a blog post, that's where I feel more creative and I mm-hmm. can I can sit there and do that as opposed to... Uh, I think the other thing is that I sort of feel like when I'm in the office, I should be on client work. Okay. Yeah. So if I, it's sort of like working on your business or in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I sort of step out of the office, I can do more strategic work on my business. Okay. As opposed to doing the day-to-day in my business. Yeah. So you ever talk to strangers at Starbucks? Yes. You do? I do. So do I. It's so funny because I actually made a great connection one time just chatting with the woman next to me. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, and that's she became great. a friend of mine. So okay. you never know. I do the same thing. And I, I people sometimes look at me like I'm absolutely crazy, which is which is fine. But You never know who you're going to meet at Starbucks. You just, you just never know. And it's, and it's not... Look, I just want to genuinely connect with somebody. It's not that I'm doing it to gain business. Right. I just enjoy being around people. 
And to make that connection is really important for me. So uh, that's funny. It's funny that I asked you that question. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was actually recently, and it was the funniest story um, because I was sitting in the the Starbucks in Collegeville. um, And this woman, I offered her the chair that was sitting next to me because she had another person coming or something happened. And we just got chatting and she happened to be local and we had mutual friends and Mm -hmm. mutual interests. And so it was really, really neat. So you're a Starbucks hopper also. Yeah. It was funny. Where I, else do you go for meetings? Right. So it was, <laughs> it was funny because I was down in Collegeville and I saw people from the other Starbucks, from Limerick Starbucks yeah. down in Collegeville. I'm like, did we all just hang out at this at Starbucks pretty much? Is that, is that what happened? Pretty much. So, uh, for, so for some of the audience who aren't local, we're, we're located here outside. We're in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Uh, we're referencing the co- the uh, cities of Collegeville and Limerick, Pennsylvania. So just as a, as a frame of reference there. So um, what else would you like to tell me about uh, the business? Ooh, so I think um, one of my big things that has come out of my whole experience is really finding your passion. Um, so I, I say that I work with female entrepreneurs. I actually work with men or women, um, and I work with entrepreneurs at different levels. But one of the things that I'm so passionate about females is because I remember being that stay-at-home mom mm. and sort of wanting more. Um, and I was very fortunate that I could be a stay-at-home mom. And as fortunate as I was, I felt like I wasn't a very good one because I wanted more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, as much as I loved to be home with the kids, I wanted to sort of have my thing on the side. And that was my business that I wanted to create. And so now I look at what I have done and the experience that I gained in those first seven years or so working with some amazing entrepreneurs. And I want to be able to help other women sort of mm-hmm. fulfill that vision or that urge or that dream that they have, that nagging feeling that they want a little more whether it be just a little side hustle for them or whether it be to, to build a, you know, a major operation, you know? Um, and so I think it's really about figuring out what your vision is and taking that time to just dream big, maybe go to that creative space and just journal it out or whatever. Um, and then breaking it down and figuring out how to make it happen. Yeah. I just had a meeting this morning with somebody at Starbucks (laughs) of all places (laughs) And she's currently in transition, and you may even know her, and we can talk one off on on who it is, but um, she's making the transition, and she wants to get into a different field, and 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 one of the first questions I said to her, I go, you know, what's your what's your passion, like, what do you really find purpose in? And she said the same thing that it, it, I think, you know, we and I have talked about is Mm -hmm. that helping people, yeah, helping people. So she wants to get into corporate and social responsibility. So that's what she wants to do. And, you know, I, I think, you know, she's at a point in time where um, she's coming from a different field. Mm-hmm. So she has the personal background for it. She does a lot of volunteering and a lot of mentoring. Mm-hmm. But the professional experience isn't quite there yet. And that's okay. I think there's, if she applies for a place or she gets in a conversation, I think that passion will resonate. I know it resonated with me. So, you know, if I'm a potential employer, I certainly would give her fair consideration there. Um, But we were talking about that. We were talking about like, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What is your passion? Exactly. It's funny. I've been thinking about this a lot today. So it's funny that you mentioned having that conversation because um, we don't always have the exact experience. Um, But I think you have to be open to the opportunities Mm-hmm. And to realize that crossover, like you, you have that personal experience, maybe through nonprofits that you work with or whatever it is that you might be volunteering with. Um, there might be like, make that connection and be open to the opportunities. Mm-hmm. And like you said, apply, 
because that passion's going to shine through. Yeah. Um, I, as you know, I teach at the community college as well, mm-hmm. and I sort of feel like I fell into that. And the way I fell into that was I was helping put together a program, and <laughs> put that noise that everybody's in. That's that's Scruffy giving a little uh, scratch to the yes. uh, the neck there. Hi, Scruffy. The joy of working from home. From home, right? My four-legged uh, co-worker it's here. Great, great company, though. <laughs> um, so I, I always say that I sort of fell into it because I was helping them put together a program, and I never thought of myself as a teacher, even though I was. I was doing a lot of that with um, some of the entrepreneurs I was helping. I actually finally said to them, like, what do I need to apply to this to, to be able to apply for this position? And that's I've been there six years now. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. And I used to um, I used to joke that someday they're going to realize I'm a total fraud because I, t- <laughs> I tell my students that if there's one thing I want them to learn in my class is that there is something inside of you that you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to make that work for your future. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're if you love photography, you know, figure out a way to, to incorporate that into your your life. Sure. If you're trying to figure out what you're doing as a career, because now I have more traditional students where I'm used to having non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, think about those things that light you up, and how you could either you know make that a business of your own or go out into the corporate world and apply that right. passion there right. as well. And you mentioned the corporate world because I was going to use that as an opposite. You know, there's so many people that I know that are just. I don't want to say stuck in that corporate space. I think it's what they know. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're providing well for their families. Um, you know, they have decent careers. Yeah. But I've had conversations with a number of people who it's just that's all that it's going to happen is they're going to be in that corporate space. And you know what? Some of us have more, have more of an entrepreneurial spirit than others and take a little bit more of a risk. And I and I totally get that. But yeah. you know, from a fulfillment standpoint. You can see you can see that their disposition just isn't overly cheerful, uh, or uh, I don't even know if I'm describing that right. You know what I'm saying? Like no, they, totally. They, I guess maybe they don't seem happy or as happy as they could be. Yeah, and you know, it, leaving that security of of you know a corporate position is not something that everyone has the opportunity to do. I have a lot of women that I speak to that you know, really need maybe their benefits or really need the income itself. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, find another outlet for that or even bring it into the corporate setting. Mm-hmm. You know, see if there's a way that you could, you know, suggest different things or just make changes. Um, I think sometimes we're afraid to speak up and we just go mm-hmm. through the day to day, you know, sure. thinking that our opinion doesn't matter or our suggestions aren't going to be heard. And unfortunately, in some cases, they aren't. But there's other outlets as well, whether it be a volunteer position, a board position, things like that, where you can apply that and be, feel more fulfilled overall. It's yeah. not just those eight hours, 10 hours a day. There's there's other facets of your life as well. Yes, yeah, because the human body, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it conditions itself to be the safest it can possibly be, uh, right? Mentally absolutely. and physically. Yeah. So for, for somebody to take that leap is... For some, again, it's a little bit more difficult than others. So, yeah. um, and some it's the logistics, and some it's that fear, you sure. know. So there's always you can take a baby step, you know. If if there's a side hustle that you want to start and still have your your corporate job, that's mm-hmm. perfectly okay. There's no right or wrong way of doing things. Um, your, I always say like your own definition of success is what's important. So when you're talking mm-hmm. about starting a business or the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, one person's vision of success in that area is not the same as the next. And maybe it's just an extra hundred bucks you want to make each 
each day sure. or each month. Um, maybe it's you actually want to create a business out of it, but you want to start small. Right. That's okay. Yeah. And I would encourage anybody listening, you know, reach out to Christine because we've had a number of different conversations and we are just scratching the surface here. <laughs> we could go on forever. We could go on forever. I mean, you're really knowledgeable in the space. So yeah. I, I think, well, and you. I think, you know, being able to connect with people really lends to that. And being able to do that, I think that propels people. So this individual that I spoke with this morning, I, as the conversation went on, there was such a tremendous, I guess, source of relief and excitement at the same time too. And at the end, she finally said, she's like, I really, I feel like I've been re-energized. And I think that was, yeah. and that was great. And, and all I really did was I spoke, I, I just, I just talked with her and just let her just reassured her that she will work again. It, she just doesn't know where it's going to be or who it's going to be with. Right. You know, because I went through the same thing. Yep. So I can really speak strongly to it. And it wasn't that long ago that I went through it. Well, and sometimes I know you and I have talked about this as well. It's almost creating your own, your own position wherever mm-hmm. or, you know, creating a variation of it um, with somebody else. Yeah. And she and it was funny you mentioned that, too, because she said that she had been connecting with CEOs. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, are you really? I said, you said you're reaching out to these different CEOs. She's like, yeah. She's like, I'll send them an email or make a phone call. I said, you know what? I said, good for you. I said, good for you. I said, because something is going to happen someday for you. Somebody's going to be able to connect it. I said, the CEO may refer you to somebody else because they don't want to get caught up in that minutia or either mm-hmm. ha- or have the time, you know, mm-hmm. to take that with you. But they'll refer you to somebody. And I think they appreciate that. They appreciate that that forethought, and they appreciate that um, just outside of the box approach. Just having the initiative, taking the initiative is, I mean, that right there. Right. You know, you could train people to do stuff, but you really can't train yeah. train them to take that initiative yeah. as much as you would like to. Sometimes. Right, right, yeah, exactly So right. that, that's going to be really appealing. Yeah. Uh, what else would you like to discuss? Oh. <laughs> you have all know. kinds of stuff. You touch so many different... I know, we're all over the place. Angles, but, right? But, but it's I, but it's really cool because you yeah. can get involved with so many different things. So, you know, if you... You know, for those listening, if, if you think Christine is just going to help you with productivity or just help you with passion, she's involved with so many different things. And I would encourage you to go to her website again, which is... ChristineMorris.com. ChristineMorris.com. Nice so, and um, Easy. Yeah. So tell me what else um, you want to tell us. Oh, I don't us. know. I think, um, well, one of the things that we talked about before this was just resiliency. Um, mm-hmm. And I had mentioned my story. And um, one of the things that I usually talk about, there's sort of the before and the after. So the before part... Um, as far as anybody, and, and this isn't just entrepreneurs, this is even in the corporate um, setting, is that um, documenting your processes and documenting all your information um, for your business. So like you said, I also, not it's not just the productivity, I also do a lot of the technology piece. Um, and so prior to the fire, because um, obviously I have a home office, so I had lost uh, a lot of my um, my home office and all my business information. Um, everything was stored in the cloud, and I was always big on systems hmm. and just the structure of how you set things up. And I didn't think of it in this way prior to that, but I um, I'm really big now on just teaching people how to create like their operations manual for their business, for their office for whatever, for the department, Mm -hmm. so that everything is documented and that also helps you streamline things Mm -hmm. to bring the productivity in. Um, But that is what really saved me in the end. My business was kind of back up and running days after the fire um, from a hotel room. I went out, bought bought a new computer and we were up and running because everything that I had was stored in the cloud. And all that information 
um, was documented so that I was able to transfer it to somebody else to handle so that I could step away. Right. Um, so whether you're like in a management role or whether it's your own business or um, even if you were just an employee who's going to want somebody to cover for them when they go on vacation, um, it's really important to document all that stuff. And I now, after the fact, can say like that really lends itself to the resiliency and that sense of balance. So the resiliency and the uh, sense of being able to bounce back and have everything that you need right there for you um, to be able to pick up on a bad day and say, okay, what is it that I have to do? And here's, here's the steps because I documented it. You know, mm -hmm. we all have those days or if a tragedy happens and you need to actually have somebody come in and step in for you. Sure. Um, and then that balance, because you can start to, um, step away from different areas and you can figure out what it is that maybe does not need your, um, attention specifically mm -hmm. and delegate it to others because you've already documented what needs to be done and how it needs to be done so that you can completely hand it off. Yeah. So what do you say to somebody who they're like, you know what, I just want to move on to the next task. I don't want to document it and or quote, don't have time to document it. Oh, that's a big it. one. So when I talk about it, um, and it's hard because it's one of those things where I'm so close to it that it's simple in my mind, but when it comes out, it sounds like this huge process and it really isn't. Um, it can be as simple as taking out a notepad and creating a checklist. Okay. Step one, step two, step three. And it can be just a couple words. And um, I, since I do... I like to have things stored in the cloud and I do everything uh, digitally. Um, I just open up a Google Doc and start it that way. I organize everything by folders later. You know, it doesn't have to be some big process. It could be um, just to give an example. So if it's somebody that's doing a task, we're going to use like updating your website as a task. Step one is I do this, I do this, I do that. And it's just a quick checklist. And then after the fact, you can go back and you know pretty it up if you want to, or you could hand it off to somebody else right, to, to make sense of it, which is actually a great idea because the whole purpose of this is so that I can handle hand the process off to you and you'll know how to do it. Right. So if I hand it to you and say, does this make sense? Or can you like pretty it up a little bit for mm -hmm. me? You're going to come back and be like, wait a minute, these steps don't make sense to me. And now we're going to be able to elaborate on it and mm -hmm. correct it so that you can hand it to anybody. So uh, using the, the blog, updating your blog as an example, which to some can be a really scary, overwhelming task, mm -hmm. um, really anybody should be able to log in and update it right, right. following the specific steps. So do you, uh, I want to ask you a quick question about the blog. Do you do multiple articles at once when you're in that creative space? Or are you just like, hey, as soon as I got an idea, I'm putting it down and I'm gonna post it? If, oh no, I'll do a couple. I won't post it immediately all the time. Okay. Um, I don't blog as often as I used to, but I'm definitely one of those people that, like I have to be in a creative mindset. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's when the inspiration strikes, if I'm able to, I need to just stop and go with it. Right. Same yeah. thing with my podcasting too. I have the ability to record episodes and kind of keep them quote in the can, yep. you know, until they're ready to, for, for broadcast. So I have a number that I'm ready to post already, but it's just, it was one of those things where I just record one right after another, after another, I do these um, shorter ones. They're called the daily commute. Mm -hmm. I got some feedback. They're like, That's Hey, I, I can't spend 45 minutes on your podcast. Although I listen to part of it. And I said, great. Why don't I do one that's called the daily commute and we'll do it under 10 minutes or roughly around Love 10 that. minutes. So Love we've that. already done one on awareness. Um, we've done one on, um, I forget what the other ones is. You'll be able to take a look at the, the list uh, on the uh, iTunes or 
uh, Google Store. Uh, but we have one come up with time management as well. So just to keep keep them a little bit, mm-hmm. to keep them a little bit shorter. No, I love so, that. That's um, a great idea. What yeah, else? I, I definitely recommend batching things together. I'm not the best at practicing what I preach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more of right. a go with the flow type person. But if you're one that can batch, it's it's ideal. Yeah, I gotta. You mentioned the cloud several times. I gotta get into the cloud. Yeah, I'm so I'm a big Dropbox user. Yeah, okay. um, Dropbox is is like key for our family I would mm-hmm. say um, and that's where all my client files are stored in Dropbox all my information so um, really I didn't lose anything mm-hmm. business-wise as far as my files and things like that um, once I you know we always say like the physical computer could be replaced mm-hmm. but those documents you know you would have to totally reinvent the wheel right um, and you're gonna lose so much history and so much information so definitely um, I always say I have a backup for my backups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, right. so Dropbox is big, you know, Google Drive or OneDrive. Mm-hmm. Well, I do that case. for my I do that for my photography too. So for those who don't know or haven't listened to my podcast, I am a avid landscape photographer. Mm-hmm. So when I come home, I have a RAID drive. So I have two drives that they'll image one another. So if one goes down, I have access to the other one. So yeah, um, because I've had a hard drive crash. And what do they say? There's two types of hard drives: one that can fail and one that will fail. Oh, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. So maybe I'll maybe making a total move to the cloud soon. Yeah. But uh, that's a, a total backup. I have a, a external hard drive next to my computer, um, but a majority of what I do is actually up in the cloud. Okay. So. And this has been Tech Talk with Christine I know. Marks. <laughs> How about, I told you, I don't just do the planning. Yeah. We, uh, that, and I think that's what this sort of sets me apart as far as like the coaching and the mentoring that I do is because I have all that experience with that past um, of actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bring in some of that tech yeah, you can bring tech it all stuff to, as well. You can bring it all together. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else you want to chat about? I think we covered it. Scruffy's okay. chiming in here. Yeah, so. Scruffy. <laughs> Yeah, he so, did good today. So yeah, I hope that was helpful. I hope. Uh, no, this was great. I think my audience will love this. Um, again, it was great to connect with you again. I'm really uh, always continue to be inspired by your story, and hope we stay friends for a long time. I know. Again, we got separated for a few years yeah. there, but you know, we reconnected on LinkedIn. You know, we send messages. You're getting much better at LinkedIn, Thank by the you. way. <laughs> yeah, I have to give you credit for that. Okay, cool. I mean, you are like spot on now. Yeah. I was like, wow, you got it. I'm on top of my LinkedIn now. Yeah, you're doing good. Doing That's good. important. Like it. It, it really is yeah. to connect. I LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn. I can't even tell you. There's at least a dozen times a day. When I tell everyone, especially those in, in transition, it's, it's so important. And um, I think people used to think of LinkedIn as sort of that private space for people that you really knew well and Mm -hmm. it's really about reaching out and connecting with people it it really is i mean there's so much opportunity out there i know for you to grow your business but Mm -hmm. then again just to connect with people absolutely you might have some commonality with somebody that you don't even know maybe you have the same interest or whatever it is but it's just it's it's a really good really good space so all right good um well thanks everybody for tuning in today this has been off the top of my head again my name is bill Thanks again for tuning in. I think I said that twice, didn't I? That's okay. But you know what? People are tuned in. (laughs) Yeah, be thankful, yes. People are tuned in. Uh, Feel free to subscribe. I'm on iTunes. We're on Google Play. I don't know, a bunch of others. You can uh, look it up from the profile there. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Christine, thank you. Thank you. All right. And uh, all my best for success to everyone. And until next time, bye for now. I hope you enjoyed listening to Off the Top of My Head podcast today. This podcast originates from the Anchor app and is distributed to Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcast, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher, among others. If using the Anchor app, feel free to send me a voicemail and I will continue the conversation by responding and possibly using the audio in the podcast. If you like the content and you're using the Anchor app, please give some applause. If you want to hear about a specific topic, send me a message. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. All my best for continued success. Be well and bye for now.